The Pleasure Project with Donna Scogland, Day 37. Once upon a time, there were two odd-looking creatures who both had human bodies and elephant heads. They looked almost alike, except for when you looked deeply into their eyes. You could see that one had a very calm, warm, inviting presence, while the other one seemed very agitated and irritated. So the placid one, whose name was Ganesh, he loved his elephant head. It had been a gift that was given to him by his uncles and his father, Shiva. He loved how his big, enormous elephant ears picked up the tiniest whispering sounds and flapped the flies away. His trunk was so strong, as powerful as 50 men, and he could rip entire tree trunks out of the ground and keep demons at bay. At the same time, the tip of his trunk was so dexterous, he could pluck the seeds of a pomegranate one by one. Now the other one, the angry one, he, his name was Gajamuk Asura, which literally means the elephant-faced demon. And he suffered because of his head. It was a result of a curse. And he became mired in an isolating swamp of shame and self-pity. And this made people avoid him because his anger was so palpable, he would just lash out unexpectedly. They would whisper to each other, why can't he be more like Ganesh? And because he also had these big elephant ears, he picked up on these whispers and became so angry and enraged with jealousy that he decided to challenge Ganesh to a battle. Meanwhile, Ganesh had zero interest in fighting and tried to reason with him saying, come sit by me, my friend. We look alike. We're like brothers. Have a sweet. And he would offer him one of his milk modica sweets from a giant tray at his feet. And this kindness further enraged Gajamuk, and he continued to provoke him and challenging, challenge him when finally Ganesh gave up and agreed to a wrestling match. And so it began. The entire earth shook from the weight of Ganesh and Gajamuk crashing to the ground, people scattering in all directions, peering behind trees and doorways. In his fury, Gajamuk, who was certain who would win, was taken off balance because of Ganesh's disorienting rapid movements. He was graceful and light like a dancer, but so quick and fast. And he was so disoriented that Gajamuk tipped over and in one fell swoop, Ganesh grabbed his right broken tusk and pinned his ear to the ground. It was over. Sighing, Ganesh sat back, he waited, for his opponent to relax, reached for another sweet, and then finally released him. Gajamuk's anger had dissipated a little, and he became quiet and thoughtful. He sat up slowly, paused, and asked Ganesh, how is it that you are so stately, so heavy, so wise, at the same time so agile and dexterous? How can I learn to hold all my elephant qualities so elegantly, and also possess a lightness and grace just like you do. What's the trick? And the two elephant beings sat face to face, looking into each other's eyes. Ganesh took in all of Gajamuk's sadness, and Gajamuk felt Ganesh's sweetness and wisdom move straight into him. Ganesh said, receive 
the gift of yourself and love your life. Gajamuk felt years of resentment and gloom and doom dissolve. He was enveloped in a warm, caressing sensation as something inside of him shifted so dramatically that he suddenly realized he was craning his neck to peer into his friend's eyes. He stared at his reflection in delight and he noticed that Ganesh had turned him into a clever, agile, graceful little mouse. Ganesh named him Musika and the transformation was complete. They complemented each other perfectly. Ganesh and Musika became inseparable, each one possessing the qualities of the other. Behind Musika's sweet, rapid-moving facade was a weighty fortitude. Behind Ganesh's weighty appearance was a lightness of heart. And now Musika understood what he was never able to grasp before. He and Ganesha were two aspects of the same self, each perceiving the world through the lens of his individual experience. So how do we receive the gifts that we've been given to receive ourselves in however we are feeling on any given day? How can we show up? We are perfectly imperfect. And so it is, like Ganesh said, love your life. So this story came to me because I was in the car thinking about what I was going to talk about today on my podcast. And I woke up this morning feeling just a little bit down, a little bit heavy, a little bit grumpy and irritable. There's some premenstrual definitely happening. <laughs> and I wasn't necessarily trying making it a problem. I wasn't even wanting to feel better. I didn't even want to can try to kind of get into a better mood, which I feel like is a is a shift for me because normally I either try to kind of distract by just I'll just stay busy and then I won't notice that I'm in a bad mood. But I I really just sat and I I kind of allowed whatever the the mood I was in to just be there. And I just asked myself the question, how do I want to show up for myself? feeling the way that I feel right now. And how do I want to show up for the podcast? And I feel like the podcast is its its, its own entity at this point. And I am committed to it. And so I was thinking, how do I honor myself? And how, I, how do I honor the podcast? What would it look like to honor both? And I just sat with that question and the story came to me because it really is about we have, you know, the full spectrum of experience and moods and feelings and qualities as part of us. And I mentioned before, we're 50-50, 50% of the time we feel good, 50% of our qualities are desirable, and 50% of the time we feel shitty and are, we have some, you know, not so great qualities. And so how do we receive ourselves in whatever is true for us? in any moment, on any given day, and still show up for what we care about and what we have committed to. And I think it's it's such a different approach than being reactive and just, you know, being moody and, and kind of reacting to the, and kind of our usual ways of reacting when we are in the shitty 50. 
And to be more accepting of, you know, the full spectrum of the human experience without needing to change it, without resisting it, without trying to distract ourselves from it, while also showing up for our lives and coming from a place of love. So it was, you know, I was kind of worried a little bit for, because I, I really just felt like I was, I didn't have anything to say today. And I remembered the story, which I love. It's one of my favorites. So I hope you enjoyed it. And how can you receive the gift of yourself, whatever that looks like today? And what would it look like to still love yourself and love life, however it presents? We'll talk to you tomorrow.